Hello, and welcome to Smart Supply Chain, a podcast produced by ALOM, featuring industry experts offering insight and clarity on a variety of supply chain topics. I'm your host, Jennifer Duell. As an environmentally and socially conscious global supply chain services provider, ALOM offers Six Sigma quality, technology leadership, flexibility, and true customer focus. ALOM delivers its clients' products flawlessly, enriching the end user experience and upholding their brand reputations. Our guest expert is Fiona Lowbridge. Vice President of Client Success for Alon. Thank you for being here today, Fiona. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Today, we're going to talk about the best ways to ensure the success of client supply chain program performance. In your role as VP of Client Success, you're on the front lines talking to clients every day. What does the typical conversation sound like today? I just got off the phone with one of our COVID test kit customers, and we were talking about capacity requirements that they have and trying to solve the challenge that they're having around the costs, obviously, that are associated with the surge in volumes. There's a lot of people that are trying to draw on the same pool of resources. So we're having to pay premium, and we also need to run overtime to try and get our hands on additional equipment, et cetera, to allow us to ramp up to this very quickly. We're trying to give them the capacity that they require, but also try and minimize the additional costs that they have to pay us to do that for them. Do you feel that the pandemic has completely changed the way people think about supply chain and the way that you go about your job? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's always been challenges because the environment is a fast changing environment. With this pandemic, you've got an additional extra layer that goes on top of that, which is driven by the health restrictions and the safety requirements. Then you've got companies that have been closed down because of having the pandemic within their facilities. You've had issues where there's been shelters in place issued and therefore trying to get your hands on raw material, which is the very start of the supply chain, has been impacted. And then moving that then into the manufacturers, um, they're having the exact same challenges. Um, And then from there, it moves into freight constraints, trying to get product onto the water or into the air, trying to get space onto the vessels, and then trying to get the product received in through the ports when they too also have labor shortages and constraint or closes. So all of these have had a knock-on effect and has really changed our supply chain industry and our inbound supply and outbound supply like we've never seen before. Beyond the pandemic, what would you say has had the biggest impact on the supply chain management? I'm going to predict what you're going to say. It's either going to be technology or it's going to be data or it's going to be data and technology. It's both. Yeah, you're totally right. When you're trying to get out ahead of these challenges that our clients are encountering, the only way that they're able to make informed decision is through data. And the data that you gather, you need to have the technology behind it to allow you to gather that data and to analyze it correctly. You really have to have your finger on the pulse. You have to be taking an inbound supply perspective from all of your suppliers and the challenges that they're encountering. What 
is happening on the customer side of things, where their demand is coming from, and feed that into your technology as well, and then be able to run scenario planning to allow your customers to make informed decisions on what they should be doing, whether it's buying material or securing capacity or buying additional component inventory or moving inventory around the world. But you need all of this data to be able to allow you to make those decisions. When you're talking with prospective customers or you're talking with people in the industry, how comfortable do you think they are with the data that they have? Historically, I don't believe that the tools and technology was really there to be able to give them a clear picture. You can build any type of front-end tool that you like, but if you don't have accurate information feeding into the back of it, then the information that it's spitting out is useless. Clients are getting more and more confident in our ability to be able to provide the services to them. And as we've gone through this pandemic, the value that ALAM has been able to bring to our clients is that we have the experience of working in this type of fast-paced environment. We have the tools and the technology to allow us to give them visibility into their supply chain to allow them make the decisions that they need. The onus now is on speed because everything is changing on an ongoing basis. So we really have to have the ability to be able to adjust what we're doing and and pivot very quickly. We need to have the tools and technology to allow us to be able to make those changes on the fly without losing a beat. How do you work with your clients to help them make the best decisions? I feel that one of the things that you have to do is you have to develop very strong relationships based on trust. And that's across your entire supply chain. You have to really, really deliver upon your commitments and your word has to be your bonds. And you need to come together with all of these parties and be able to come up with creative thinking and creative solutions because these challenges are ongoing and they're appearing on an ongoing basis. And the most important thing is your word. Don't overcommit. Make sure that what you're committing to that you can deliver against, but also don't ever allow anybody to stand in the way of you making that happen. You have to really hold people accountable and work with them collaboratively to ensure that what you have committed to that you can make happen. The relationships that I've built with my client are based on trust. They're based on passion and they're based on creativity. No matter what solutions that they need, I will ensure that my team will get together and get the right subject matter experts together and As a group, we will come up with a solution that will make them happy. And communication is key. No matter what's going on, good, bad, or indifferent, once you're communicating with your client and making sure everybody is abreast of the situation and we're all marching to the same tune, that is when you are going to see the most results and have the most successful relationships. That's really insightful, Fiona. I never thought about it that way. So if you were to think about across the supply chain industry, what would you name as the top three pain points that companies are dealing with today and that they're looking to ALOM to solve? The first thing is to help them try to navigate through the challenges that they're having with their own supply chains. Along with that, it's managing the labor shortages that we've had whilst trying to minimize the actual cost of that to the client. We have to be able to share that pain so that they can continue to have a profitable business. And then obviously coming up with creative solutions around the freight constraints, both inbound and outbound from their supply base into our assembly manufacturing facilities, and then also out to their end customers and all of the various challenges that they have along with that. You know, they want to have their product in the hands of their customers as quickly as possible, but also without bearing all of this additional cost that we're seeing in the supply chain at the moment. What would you say is 
a recent creative solution that you were really wowed by or really excited about? We've moved faster over the course of the last year than we've ever moved from initial introduction to a client to signing contract to agreeing pricing to shipping the first product. We did it within 10 days. So it's been really refreshing to be able to take a look at our business and see that we can actually move quite fast um, and we can remove a lot of barriers that would have caused a lot of constraint in the past in terms of moving and getting business moving very quickly. Also, how we were able to pivot our business and take some of the processes we already had in place, but really start to hone them specifically into the COVID test market and to provide solutions to our clients within that space that really needed extreme volumes in a very small space of time. We were able to plug them into the technology and the interfaces that we had developed for other clients and develop that to allow them to have a front end available to many different organizations that wanted to order the products for them, even though we were dealing with all of these challenges that the pandemic has brought to us that we already discussed. How do you work with operations and account management and all these other groups to bring the best solutions to your customers, particularly related to capacity planning? It's extremely a collaborative process, and it is something that literally I'm living and breathing every single day. It's our responsibility on the client management side of things to really understand the constraint that our operations organizations have to operate within and to really be able to work with the clients to articulate that clearly uh, and to work with the client on the levers that really are going to make a difference in terms of us being able to allocate the capacity to the correct client at the time and to meet all of our clients' needs. So we work very closely on an ongoing basis every day with every client reviewing their capacity requirements and ensuring that then is fed into our operations team as early as possible. We do a lot of work with them to make sure that when they have capacity constraints that we work with the clients to prioritize the work that we want done and vice versa. Then when we need to go to them and ask them to adjust the product that they were initially expecting to build on the lines, they generally will be able to return the favor. It really is about delivering against your commitments, working together as a team, and really taking some of the pain some of the time uh, and sharing it. How do you define agility as it relates to a supply chain? What agility means is being able to pivot on a very short space of time and move your requirements from a particular product line to another product line very quickly to be able to move your uh, assembly capacity from one client to another client very, very quickly. It's being able to come up with creative, flexible ways of managing capacity and fulfillment um, and feeding various orders into fulfillment at different times based on carrier pickup times, based on where the actual product is being delivered or the lead times that you have to get the product to its final destination. So again, you really have to have this technology behind you that allows you to prioritize how you drop orders onto the production floor or into fulfillment so that you can feed the carriers uh, in the right fashion and make sure that the supply chain is moving all of the time, but that you have the flexibility that at the last minute to be able to switch that over and to be able to give the clients that agility that they need to be able to meet their customers' ever-changing needs. So I think I'm going to hit you with a little bit of a hard question right now. Are you ready? If you had to pick one thing and one thing only, what is the difference between a strong supply chain and a weak one? I think it's the people. I think that if you surround yourself with the right individuals who have a can-do attitude and want to provide solutions and find a pathway through, 
you will always be able to find a solution. And I'm very fortunate in the company that I work for. I'm surrounded by an extremely smart team, extremely smart colleagues, and we always find a solution to every challenge that our clients put up in front of us. But what about resilience? The idea of being able to roll with the punches, the ability to bounce back. What is the role that resilience plays within the supply chain? When you talk about people in supply chain and the people that we're attracting and the the talent that we're retaining, I think it's a certain individual that really thrives on an ever-changing environment because that is what happens on an ongoing basis. If a product was able to get from A to B without any challenges in the middle, there would be no reason for people like me and my team and the job that we do. We are the ones that are here to help our clients find a pathway through the challenges that they're having and to come up with creative solutions. And it changes on an ongoing basis. And you're dealing with multiple clients that have multiple challenges. They're not all the same. And every time you find a solution to something, you turn around to the next client and they have another challenge. So you really have to be resilient and have to be able to roll with the punches. And sometimes it doesn't always work, but then you need to be able to shake it off and get back up and find another pathway through it and get to where you need to get to. We go out and hire people that have that area as a strength for them. And also, we're constantly looking and mentoring our team members to make sure that they're not getting burnt out. And that also ties into resilience then because you can go back and you can face it again when you feel like that despite what you went through, you achieved what you wanted to achieve in the end and you're proud of your achievements. When you talk to prospective customers, do you feel that they are suffering right now from the pandemic? Let's say five years from now, or maybe 10, when supply chain professionals look back on this period of time, can you even predict how people are going to look back on it and what they're going to think about this period of time? You're dealing with your regular clients who have been in supply chain for many years and they're the ones that are going through these challenges with you um, and talking about it wow remember when it used to be like this but at least now we can do this or may have some ideas of how to circumvent or navigate through some of these challenges that we're having as we do as seasoned professionals but you're also dealing with brand new clients who are being brought into the supply chain space for the first time ever they're trying to learn this on the fly whilst also making sure that they're getting their product into their customers' hands and they're doing it in the most effective financial way possible. I think that in the future, people are going to look back and the landscape is going to be completely different. It's never going to be the same again. And there's going to be a lot of really good things that have come out of it. uh, And there's going to be a lot of learning. But I really believe that People are going to ensure that there's a lot of contingency and strategy built into their supply chain because now we know what's just happened is going to become a regular occurrence because we're not even just talking about a pandemic. We're talking about global climate change. We're talking about sustainability and the focus on sustainability that most companies have at the moment. So all of these things are going to change the landscape of supply chain. What do we need to do going forward? And what flexibility do we need to have within our supply chain? And what contingency do we need to have in there to make sure that we don't get caught in this situation again, but that we always have another option? So I think that when we look at our supply chain in the next five to 10 years, we're definitely going to see a lot more of that. Without a question, people would say that a career in supply chain and that today's supply chain industry is very dynamic. But if you 
thought about it 10 years ago, would you have said that it was somewhat predictable? I don't know that I would say that. I think that supply chain has always had to be dynamic. It always has to be transformational. Like when we talked about the challenges that we've always been solving for within supply chain, like labor rates, one country, the rates are lower. So you move your supply chain into that. But then all of a sudden, because everybody's there and because the carriers start building out the logistics infrastructure, all of a sudden, everybody wants to be there and the labor rates start to go up. In my experience through all of this time, we've constantly been changing and morphing and adapting to suit our clients' requirements and to try and keep our costs where we needed them to be. It always has been dynamic. It's always been that way. And do I think that this is the end of it? No, absolutely not. I'm sure that we're going to face more in the future that's going to challenge us. But I look forward to the next one and see what we can do with that. What do you envision as the supply chain of the future? I think... Where we're going to have to get to is being even more dynamic in terms of driving down the inventory levels that we have on hand and having more creative uh, solutions around last minute configuration. I think there's going to be a lot more around customization and personalization as our clients try to differentiate their business from others. So we need to be at the forefront of that, of how we can provide this experience but also ensuring that the cost is taken into consideration because it cannot be cost prohibitive. When you are bringing on new clients, would you say that they're excited or would you say that something has driven them to seek out ALOM? Are some of them dealing with a high level of frustration and really looking for someone to take that pressure off them or to remove that source of frustration? Yeah, a lot of the times for sure, you've got clients who are dealing with another company that either they started out doing business with them when they were uh, smaller and as their business has grown and become more complex and that company has struggled with trying to keep up with them because they don't have the processes or the technology to be able to provide them with what they need. When you get a client that comes into you and they're extremely exhausted and frustrated because they've been trying to manage these challenges and felt that there was no answer because they've been trying to work through these issues for a number of months or years. And then all of a sudden they come in and they speak to individuals who recognize their pain, who hear them. The relief that they feel is just unbelievable. They get this huge sense of trust in us. So that is what makes me tick and what makes me happy and and my team happy is when we can deliver against these clients complex asks uh, and make sure that their customers are happy and they're achieving what they've committed to. I'm very curious about how a supply chain professional would determine success or what metrics they would look at to decide if their supply chain is efficient, most effective, most optimal? It depends on the client and that's the flexibility that you need to have within supply chain. So for some clients, the most important thing is to have the product available at all cost. You've got other clients that cost is paramount. Yes, they want to have the product into the hands of their end customer as quickly as possible. However, they want it in the most optimal fashion. So it really depends on the client that you're dealing with and the challenges that they're trying to solve for. But fortunately for us, we can adapt the supply chain to suit the needs of any client, whatever the metric is. 
We've got some clients where it's get the product to the end destination in the fastest possible way. We have the systems to allow us to do that. Or it can be get the product into the end customer's hand in the cheapest possible way. Again, we have the tools and technology that allow us to do that. So we're able to provide all of this multifaceted solutions to our clients, depending on what levers that they have to pull or to measure themselves against within their company. Is there a wrong and a right way to think about a supply chain? I guess the question would be more, is there a more optimal way? So there's all of these elements that would impact your supply chain. Choosing the wrong ship method, for example, where your speed is of the essence for you rather than cost or vice versa, where you're shipping something overnight with FedEx or UPS and paying for that service when in fact you don't need to get it there that fast, you could send it with USPS. You have to stop and sit down with the client and understand exactly what they're trying to solve for, exactly what service they're trying to give to their client. And based on all of that, then you can work with them to help them develop the most optimal supply chain. And that would be the right supply chain. I had so much fun talking to you today, Fiona. It's always a pleasure. I really enjoyed this too, Jennifer, a lot more than I thought that I would. You definitely uh, have given me a lot of food for thought as we went through this. So thanks, Emil, for taking the time to talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Supply Chain. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information or to contact ALOM, go to alom.com. That's A-L-O-M dot com.